It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome to Locked On Cougars for October 1st, 2018. Breaking down what we learned after re-watching the film from the Washington loss for the BYU Cougars over the weekend. Examining what took place and where they can improve as they get ready for Utah State this Friday. Get you some thoughts from Kalani Satake as well. We'll also break down what else happened in Provo with the other sports teams at BYU over the weekend. Coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. Once again, thank you for taking the time to download the podcast. It's a pleasure to bring it to you guys each and every day. Rough loss over the weekend for the BYU Cougars. They drop a 35-7 beating at the hands of the Washington Huskies. BYU now outside the top 25. And if I mentioned on the podcast that BYU, I didn't believe they were a top 20 team. And I know some of you thought that was a little bit critical of me, but I think the result on Saturday night, as I tweeted out on my personal Twitter feed, you can find me at Jacob C. Hatch, I tweeted out that I believe that BYU wasn't a top 20 team, but I also believe they weren't as bad of a team as they showed on Saturday night. Unfortunately, that game is nationally televised. It was in prime time, even on the East Coast. So all of the eyeballs that were going around the country were on this game. I know it was competing head-to-head with some other top 10 matchups, but BYU just laid an egg, plain and simple. I rewatched the film, and... This was a game that Washington had BYU's number. They came in, they knew what BYU was going to do, and they beat them at their own game. They didn't allow BYU to gain any traction outside that one drive, which BYU seemingly overcame every possible penalty and miscue they could make, and then they come away empty with the missed field goal. Just a rough night all in all for BYU, and I, well, let's... Let's start off right now. We'll play Kalani Satake's initial thoughts. This was his press conference after the game on Saturday night. Here's Kalani Satake and his takeaways from the game overall. We just made, as a team, we made way too many mistakes to even have a chance in this game. Uh, Washington is a great team, and you can't give great teams that opportunity. Otherwise, what happened tonight happens, you know. Um, they They got everything rolling, and we were on our heels the entire game. And that's what great teams do when you make mistakes. Um, and I, I don't mean to like diminish anything they did because that's a great team. They, they're a, a national contender every year. They're in the playoffs, you know. So uh, we knew coming into this game that we'd have to play um, as disciplined, as good as we possibly can. Um, but we didn't even have a chance at that because they're such a great team. When they make mistakes, they, they capitalize on, on on that, you know. So a lot of credit, Coach Peterson and that staff and that, that team. I think they're doing some really good things this season, um, but it's an opportunity for us to learn from this game and get better. We don't have time to sulk. We have to play a game in, uh, in, in less time we play on Friday, so 
Uh, we don't have time to think about it. Um, Utah State's coming off a bye, so I'm sure they're ready for us. And we'll be ready for them too. You know, we just need to bounce back from this loss. Can't let this loss affect next week's game. And, um, and sometimes that can happen, but uh, we can't allow that to happen. The leaders, the players, and the, and the coaches need to make sure that doesn't happen this week. There you go, BYU head coach Kalani Satake. He, he said it. They made too many mistakes to have a chance in that game, and plain and simple, they did. The offensive line had its worst performance of the year. I rewatched that film, and they were just absolutely getting eaten up by Greg Gaines and the rest of the Washington defensive line. Benning Potoa'e, I believe is how you say his name, also had a great game. He most notably had that uh, takedown of Dylan Culley on the fly sweep. Didn't fall for any of the play action on it and just took down Culley. Rough game for the BYU offensive line. A learning experience because, as I said on the uh, Instant Reaction podcast I did Saturday night, Washington had the breakout performance their fans have been waiting for. The Huskies have been scuffling along this season. They struggled in a win over Utah a couple weeks ago. They were considered to be a college football playoff contender. The good news is, good news is for the Huskies, I suppose, is they now have a, at the time, BYU was a top 20 team. They beat BYU. And it has reignited some talk of them making a run to the college football playoff. They'll likely have to run the table to do that. But they looked very, very good. Jake Browning, a former Pac-10 player, sorry, not Pac-10, Pac-12 player of the year in 2016, he looked like that player on Saturday night. Setting a program record with 92% completion percentage, he went 23 of 25. I, I rewatched the film, and BYU... The idea, I, I understand, Look, re, looking back at the film, this was a defensive scheme that was set up to play zone coverage with the tall, strong receivers that Washington has and hope that the BYU defensive line could get at the quarterback, but they didn't do it at all. Early in the game, I know that uh, Bronson Kafusi was credited with the sack after the intentional grounding call on Jake Browning, but outside of that, BYU's defensive line was absolutely stoned at the line of scrimmage. Washington owned the line of scrimmage in this game on both sides, offensively and defensively, and not surprisingly, they rolled to that 35-7 win. And I, I, like rewatching the film, I, I was hoping to see some more positives out of it. I didn't see a lot, I'm not going to lie. It was a thorough beating. BYU was thoroughly dominated in all facets of the game. I mentioned the offensive line, in my opinion, for BYU had its worst performance of the year. Undisciplined play, uh, some holding calls, one of which was very ticky tack, if you ask me. I'm talking about the one on the screen uh, for Lopini. No, it was Squally Canada or Lopini Katoa. I apologize. I don't remember which one. It was called on Tristan Hodge, but it was announced to be on James Empey, but he wasn't anywhere near the vicinity of where the penalty allegedly took place. But uh, Tristan Hodge was there and I thought it was an absolute ticky-tack call. The other holding call on Dallin Holker, it's a play that is a tight end. You cannot have your hands on the outside of a guy's pads. No matter how little you grab or it appears that you grabbed, they're still going to call that call. BYU overcame a lot of those penalties on that one drive that they pushed it and then missed the field goal. Outside of that, undisciplined play, miscommunications on the offensive line that were uncharacteristic for BYU this season. They've got to go back and really regroup here. 
I don't expect that they'll see a more talented defensive line the rest of the rest of the year. Greg Gaines is a great defensive tackle. Washington has recruited very well along their offensive and defensive lines, and it showed. They absolutely dominated BYU. I rewatched. Like, I keep saying, I rewatched the film. Rewatching that, it just it was glaring. BYU's offensive line came in either woefully underprepared for what they were going to face, or they just simply were dominated. I would tend to think, knowing this coaching staff and their reputation, that they came in and uh, it was a young group. BYU, let's be honest, that offensive line is still very young. You have a redshirt freshman at left tackle, a redshirt freshman at left guard, redshirt freshman at center, and then a redshirt sophomore at right guard, and then your most experienced player is a senior at right tackle. They were rattled. I don't think I, I'm breaking anybody breaking news to anybody that BYU's offensive line was rattled in this game. They struggled. They needed to uh, compose themselves. And as I said on Twitter, when Lopini Katoa fumbled that ball with what 12 seconds remaining in the half, or no, 22 seconds remaining in the half in the first half. As I tweeted out, a touchdown would be a backbreaker. And what did Washington do because they're a good team? They scored the touchdown. They got that stone-cold stunner, to use the wrestling idiom here, on BYU. And BYU was rattled and out of the game. So, initial thoughts. Offensive and defensive lines for BYU struggled. Similar to what we saw against Cal, but I thought it was to a more magnified degree because they were absolutely out of this game early. They were buried. Washington jumped on them as good teams do and all credit to the Huskies plain and simple. They won this game. BYU BYU did not go out and quote lose the game. They were dominated. Now they got to regroup. They've got a game this Friday night against Utah State. You heard Kalani Satake in that comment saying we cannot let this linger. Utah State's a good team people. They got some talent, and they've got a couple of former BYU players on that offensive line in particular that would love nothing more than to stick it to their former team. So BYU's got to pick it up. We'll have more comments from Kalani Satake later today. Uh, he'll be talking to the media during his weekly press conference, get his thoughts on the Aggies. After he reviewed the film, we'll also get some additional thoughts on the Washington loss. But in many ways, this is a game that I would move on very quickly from, tell the guys, Show them the film, show them what you took, and said, okay, that's in the past, let's move on. Like I said on Saturday night, I expect the players, when we talk to them this week, tomorrow uh, tomorrow is going to be the only day the media gets to access players as well as a few select players today. They'll be. I think the comments are going to be very similar to what they were after Cal. We're on to Utah State. They're not going to acknowledge the Washington loss, and I don't blame them. I think the coaching staff has probably reviewed this film, looked at it, said, okay, we just got dominated. We're moving on. Time to burn the burn the tape and move on, and it's not a bad idea. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back on the other side. Before we do, though, I want to talk to you guys. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Utah. Of course, Seth and his team are, are absolutely fantastic. They come out, they make sure that any pest control problems you have are taken care of, and they don't ever come back. They have singular focus on all pests. They don't diversify their what they do. They focused on pest control, whether that's mice, spiders, whatever it may be, grasshoppers, ticks, ants, whatever you got, they'll take care of it for you. They come and make sure everything is taken care of. They make sure to check for points of entry, make sure those are sealed up for you. This time of year, you're going to see mice, spiders moving inside houses because they want to be where it's warm as the fall weather sets in and it starts to get cooler. 
Uh, the best part about what Allgard has offered is Seth believes in making sure you're taken care of and he doesn't want to have you on a contract. If you want him to come out on regu- for regular visits, they'll set you up on a quarterly system. That's not a problem. I know my wife likes the peace of mind of having somebody come out and take care of the problems on a regular basis. But if you like a one-time visit, you feel like you only need it one time, that's great. All guard will come out and take care of you. Seth and his team, like I said, are fantastic. I've had a chance to sit down with them. They use the safest products. You can use them around your pets and kids and have no worries. They'll take care of the problem. Make sure you're taken care of. Want you to give them a call if you if you if you need the, such help or if you just want to make sure that nothing is going to happen. Preventative maintenance is the best maintenance, as they say. 801-851-1812. All guard pest control. Call them at 801-851-1812. And Seth and his team will make sure you're taken care of. Thank you so much to All Guard for sponsoring the show. If you want to be a sponsor as well, feel free to reach out. Hit me up on at my email at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Happy to talk to you, break down what we can do for you, and hopefully work with you in the future, just like we've helped All Guard out, and they're helping us out. More next, we'll be talking a little bit about BYU as they turn their focus to Utah State. Later on, quick hits with the other teams in Provo and how they performed over the weekend. This is Locked on Cougars. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast today. A Monday morning that it's not going to be quite as chipper as previous Monday mornings. Let's look back on that Wisconsin game. But the good news is for BYU out there is that they're 3-2. and two. Let's be real. Most of us, myself included, I saw a very real scenario entering the season during fall camp that BYU could be 1-4 at this point and staring at this Utah State game as a game that was legitimately a must-win game or the swift hand might be coming down on certain members of the staff. I, I'm glad BYU's 3-2. The loss Saturday night was certainly disheartening because BYU was dominated so thoroughly. They were buried early. It was a laugher early on. But they have to regroup now. The tough part is, is when it rains, it pours. I failed to note this in the first segment, and I apologize for doing it, for missing it. But uh, Moroni Laulu Pututau, tight end, who I thought was starting to break out, it was back to being the player he had been before. He had his Liz Frank injury that cost him the entire 2017 season. Well, he is going to miss the entire rest of the 2018 season. You saw him get injured early in the game. It was reported during the game as a sprained knee. Well, he decided to take to social media last night and let the world know it's worse than initially feared. It is a torn ACL, which will cost him the rest of the year. Hopefully, he's able to return in time for 2019. But man, my heart goes out to Moroni Laulu Pututau to battle back from a Liz Frank injury like he did. BYU's had a few of those in the last few years. Taysom Hill had one. Troy Warner still working his way back from one. And... 
Moroni had gotten himself back in shape, and he was BYU's second leading receiver on the season. He still is, and it, it won't be passed for a little bit, I would guess. He had 14 catches on the season for 120 yards. He had the one touchdown already this year. Man, just a tough, tough blow, because I honestly believe he was BYU's best blocking tight end in the early part of this season. They had moved guys like J.J. and Wigway and Addison Pulsifer over to tight end to play that blocking role, but Moroni and Dellen Holker and Matt Bushman, to a degree, had cast those guys aside and said, no, we're going to we're gonna step up. We may be the receiving options, but we can get it done in the ground game. And Moroni, I thought, was legitimately BYU's best uh, tight end. He was starting over Matt Bushman for a reason, in my opinion. Bushman had the freshman All-American season, but he was struggling with the blocking, and I think he's coming along. It's still not a perfect product, but Moroni took to this position, this new blocking um, tight end position that he had to do in addition to catching passes, and I thought he'd been quite good at it. He has that touchdown on that trick play that came off of his ability to block. A lot of players were chiding him for his inability to act, and he didn't really act on the touchdown play against Wisconsin, but it was a massive play that he scored the touchdown, and BYU took a lead. They never that they were ultimately ended up winning that game. So when it rains, it pours. It's tough. The Washington game loss was tough enough, but to lose your potentially your top tight end in the process, absolutely killer. It'll be it'll be incumbent upon Dallin Holker and Matt Bushman to step up in Moroni's absence and to provide the same level of play he had offered. I think this opens the door for guys like J.J. and Wigway and Addison Pulsifer to get some more looks in terms of playing time with the first team. Who knows, maybe a kid like Hank Tui-Pelotu, who's a return missionary who hadn't seen the field all that much so far this season, might be able to get some of that action now. And I'm guessing they still want to redshirt him, but you can still play the four games and get him action. And this may be his chance to prove to the coaches that, hey, I deserve a look. Benjamin Ward, a walk-on freshman tight end as well, is a guy that I would expect gets looks as well. BYU's got to figure things out because they were absolutely clobbered in this game and just couldn't get out of their own way in many ways. So BYU is going to have to figure it out. And let's put it this way, Utah State, they're not sympathetic at all. They're coming into Provo, and they want to win for two years in a row. I know Aggie fans believe this is a rivalry. I know a lot of BYU fans kind of just pat them on the head and say, great, you guys have won, what, four times in the last 30 years? I think it might be five. But if they win this game, I believe that will be three times in the last five meetings that Utah State has won. BYU can't let this linger because Utah State's coming to town and they're looking to add to BYU's misery. They'll have to get revamped because Utah State's got plenty of time. They have had the bye week over the weekend to get ready for the Cougars this Friday. BYU just has to get back on the field and get back to work. Similar to what happened with the Cal game and looking ahead to Wisconsin. I've said this multiple times in this podcast and the one I did on Saturday night. I'm expecting the players will use a similar line on on the media when we talk to them. We're on to we're on to Utah State is what the refrain will be this week, and good on them. You heard Kalani Satake in that first segment. We cannot allow this as coaches and players, the leadership of the team, cannot allow this loss to linger because Utah State, like I said, they are not sympathetic to BYU. They're coming in. It's a rivalry game. They want to retain that old wagon wheel. They want to keep it in Logan. BYU would love nothing more than to have to le- have them leave it in Provo when they head back north to Logan. We'll see what happens, but... 
This is a tough, tough loss for BYU. Doubly tough with the loss of Moroni Laulu Pututau for the Cougars. But now they have to regroup and get ready and go out there and hopefully scratch out a hard-fought win. BYU gets to 4-2 and two at the midway point of this season. Everything's still in play for the Cougars in all honesty. I know that the dreams of a dream season and a run at a New Year's Six Bowl is out the window with that loss to Washington, but... Let's put it this way. You beat Utah State, you're 4-2. You face two top-level opponents in Boise State and Utah the rest of the year. An 8-4 and four season is not out of the question at that point. But you do have to get past what it looks to be a very, very strong Utah State team on Friday night. All right, we'll take a timeout here. We'll have plenty more to talk about with Utah State as the week progresses. Hoping to get some of the media up there and Logan to join me, get some interviews. I want to start in- integrating interviews into this podcast. So hopefully we can work something out there with the local media and get something going. But we'll see what happens. I, this is going to be a critical game for BYU because if you're 4-2, and two, it completely changes the tenor of the season to this point versus being 3-3. Three and three. Critical swing game Friday night. Excited for it. 7 o'clock ESPN 2 BYU in Utah State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. All right, we'll have more of that this week for you comments from coaches and players and like I said maybe some interviews with some of the local media about this game as well. Before we go I need to talk to you guys about Vivid Seats it's an online ticket marketplace that's dedicated to providing fans with live entertainment and experiences that last a lifetime Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events including sports, concerts, theater and more. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience and new listeners listening to this podcast can use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if they are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter that promo code, like I said, locked on to receive that $20 off your order of $200 or more. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by their 100% guarantee. Check it out. Go to Vivid Seats, download that app, use the promo code locked on, and save yourself $20 off your first-time $200 purchase. That's Vivid Seats using the promo code locked on. More next, this is Locked on Cougars. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked on Cougars. As we wrap up the show today, of course, quick hits, catching up on everything that happened over the weekend with the other teams in Provo. BYU suffered a tough loss, like we've mentioned when we've broken down at Washington in football. Wasn't all bad news for the other teams in Provo over the weekend, though. We'll start off with women's soccer here. They picked up a 3-0 win over Portland to move to 2-0 in conference play. Big time showing for the women's soccer team. This is a team that is rounding into form and starting to show something that I think BYU fans have been waiting for. They're now 7-3-1 on the year. Like I said, 2-0 in West Coast Conference play. Elise Flake, Lizzie Braby, and Cameron Tucker scored for the Cougars in this win. So BYU, 
they pick up a two the two and zero on the weekend. They beat Gonzaga on Thursday night. They now head out on the road this weekend, where they'll head to San Diego on October sixth. They'll play the Toreros at seven o'clock Pacific time. That'll be at eight o'clock Mountain time. Game will be televised on the W TV and broadcast on BYU Radio. So best of luck to the women's soccer team. They're starting to round in, round into form. They had a lackluster season a year ago, but it looks like their their arrow is pointing up. Of course, the top-ranked women's volleyball team, nothing is stopping the Cougars right now. They swept Portland Saturday 25-14, 25-15, 25-18. They're now 5 and 0 in West Coast Conference play, and I believe all 5 of those wins have been sweeps. Like I said, nothing slowing down the Lady Cougars. They head out back out on the road this weekend when they face San Diego on Friday, October 5th. That'll be at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Match will be broadcast on the W.TV. My guess is maybe they lose one set. I'm going to give them a 3-1 victory, but we'll see how it shakes out. The BYU men's golf team had quite the weekend themselves. They took first place at the William H. Tucker Invitational in Albuquerque, New Mexico for the second straight year. A first place tie from junior Peter Quest led the way. Three Cougars had top 10 finishes. Uh, So hats off to Bruce Brockbank's team. A win to start your season is how you want to do it. I mentioned that Peter Quest tied for first. All three of his rounds under par. Carson Lundell tied for sixth. And then Rhett Rasmussen was tied for ninth in the tournament. So congratulations to the BYU men's golf team. They're actually back in action today. They'll be taking part in the Nick Watney Invitational in Fresno, California. That'll be the Sunnyside Country Club. You can go to BYUcougars.com. Go to their show. Go to, not to their show page. That's my old radio background showing right there. You can go to the their, their team page. They'll have live stats for you. It's a tournament that goes two days. It goes tomorrow and Tuesday. So best of luck to Bruce Brockbank's team. Uh, finally, the BYU men's and women's cross-country teams had a winning weekend once again. The number two ranked men's cross-country team uh, rolled to a victory at, at in Notre Dame, Indiana. It's the second straight meet in which the both men's and women's teams finished first. Men's team finished with 23 points, beating 16 other schools in that win. The women's team came out and had a great showing as well. They're ranked 11th in the country. They earned 37 points, finishing ahead of 18 other schools, including 12th-ranked Furman, number 21 California, and the host, number 22 Notre Dame. The men's team uh, didn't have quite as stiff a competition. Only other ranked team noted here was number 28 Furman. But all, all systems go for the men's and women's cross-country teams. Strong tradition there with the men's and women's cross-country teams and looks like it's not slowing down anytime soon. One other sport to note for you that's taking place this week is the men's tennis team. They're in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Michael D. Case Tennis Center. They're there for the ITA All-American Tournament. It runs from today through Saturday. So best of luck to the men's tennis team. You can go to their show. Man, radio background, show page. No, go to their team page on BYUcougars.com and they'll break down what's going on and when matches are going to be played. So there you go. Got you up to date on everything else that happened over the weekend. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. It's a pleasure to bring it to you. 
Hit us up on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch is my personal Twitter feed. The show is at Locked On Cougars. Search us out on Facebook. Join the community there. Locked On Cougars is how you find us on Facebook. Of course, you can drop us an email if you'd like to be int- if you're interested in sponsoring the show or just have a question. Feel free to reach out lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Happy to speak with you that way as well. We'll be back tomorrow recapping what Kalani Satake and some of his players said after reviewing the film and having the weekend to recap their loss. Against Washington and looking ahead to Utah State. That'll be coming up on tomorrow's show. A reminder, though, that today's show has been brought to you by All Guard Utah. Seth Baird and his team do a great job. Take care of any and all pest control issues that you have mice, spiders, ticks, ants. Hey, you got a Katie did problem? Sure, they'll come out and take care of it. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. Once again, that's All Guard Pest Control. Seth and his team are here to help you out. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more on the show. Hopefully, BYU can regroup, get ready for this game on Friday night against Utah State, and we'll be getting you ready for it all week long right here on Locked on Cougars. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.